What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Breslin Breakdown, your only source at Impact 89 FM for all things Michigan State women's basketball. I'm your host, Zach Sardenic, here with my co-host, Bobby Zuffero, Owen Ozust, Aiden Champion, and Darren Baydoon. Guys, the Spartans sitting at 11-6, and 6-6 six, six and six in conference play, looking to kind of get things going over their last stretch of the season. We'll start with a little bit of a recap. Spartans going 2-2 two and two over their last four games with wins over Illinois and Penn State and two really close losses by a combined seven points to number 22 Northwestern and number 11 Michigan. Bobby, what have you seen from the team over the last few games that's really gotten things going? Well, I mean, they've at least started to put it together. I mean, if, from the last podcast, um, I will give credit to Owen for being the one person to guess right about, you know, the two games against Maryland and uh, Indiana. But, I mean, at least since then, I mean, you see how they played Michigan. I didn't watch the game, but I was following along on my phone. I, you know, they kept it close the whole way. Michigan State is one of the, I think, five teams in the Big Ten who is over against ranked teams. So if they want to really turn this around, like we're going to talk about, you know, tournament stuff for MSU a little later, but to do that, they definitely have to get it together versus these ranked teams. I mean, especially last year, you know, obviously it's a different team from last year, but the way they played Northwestern close this year, I mean, that's a really good sign as well because we know what they bring to the table. And if you notice in there, there's a common denominator in the two games that they won against Illinois and Penn State. The, um, the scoring's all over the board. Uh, you got Nia and Eliza, who, you know, Coach Merchant has said, um, she said recently that they really wanted to get Eliza back into the groove she was at earlier in the season. And she's kind of found it again, especially last night against uh, against Michigan. She had 16 points, I believe. And, you know, last in terms of last night's loss, it's really nothing to hang their heads on. I mean, at one point it did start to look like it was going to be ugly and they had, there are no match for the number 11th ranked team in the nation. And then they just kept fighting. And I think that's one of their greatest, um, just one of their greatest positives with this team is, their willingness to fight and to stay in the game or to keep a lead. And once again, Nia was just Nia and she, um, you know, she had a career high 34 points. And that's just, that's all they can ask for her is to just be her every night and they'll be, they'll have a chance to be in the game. Owner Darren, any thoughts on the last couple of games for the Spartans? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I honestly think they've they've been really, really good in the second half. But the first half, this Michigan State team, it looks like every game they're trying to figure some things out. Um, they always go into halftime down really big, um, whether it was Northwestern, Maryland, or earlier in the season against Michigan, they were down. A chunk of points but and then they always come back in the second half they got to play all four quarters um competitively and Susie Merchant has stressed that throughout the entirety of the season and there's that's the reason why they haven't been 
a ranked team yet is because they don't show up most of the time in the first half like they do in the second half. Something when they go in the locker room and they game plan or change something, something just starts clicking and then they just come back. They erase the big point deficit. They usually tie it at some point in the fourth quarter and then they just lose. If they played all four quarters of these um, stretch of games that they just played and lost, um, they could have easily won these games. It's that simple. Like Nia Cloudin, she had a fantastic game last night, but uh, didn't have the greatest first half against Michigan, and that cost them. Uh, same thing with Northwestern. They were down big at halftime, and they came back all the way. That was a really fun game to watch in the second half, but first half, you just got to get your stuff to go uh, together if you're going to win against a ranked opponent in the Big Ten tournament. Sorry, correction. Um, Eliza had 18 last night. Yeah, and I'll go on. No, I, I agree with Ola on that, is that, you know, when you look at it, they're, you know, we saw this, you know, going as far back to the Maryland game at the Breslin is that they just, you know, there's, it seems like there's always one sequence, whether it's a quarter or a half or something like that, against these ranked teams that cost them. And, you know, yeah, they came back and they came back and only lost by three versus Northwestern. It was at, you know, it was at, it was, you know, three to five point game against Michigan. I mean, I mean, they've shown that they're capable of playing with some of the best teams in the Big Ten and at least making it a game. But the fact of the matter is, is that they haven't been able to close and they also haven't, someone said they had, they've put themselves in holes. When you keep putting yourself in a hole like that, even if you're able to come back, um, it's not that's not conducive to winning. And quite frankly, in terms of when they play ranked teams, the Spartans they just sh haven't shown they have the over, all around firepower to be able to get back in. Obviously, Nia Clown and Eliza went. Nia Clown had you know ended up having a fantastic game against Michigan. Eliza Winston had one of her best games in a while. But other than that, no one else attempted. I don't even think any more than six shots at Michigan. They didn't. They I think they only had they only had a couple of uh, the same double digit point scores as MSU but at least four players took 10 or more shots. You have to have players that are willing to shoot and willing to, you know, at least make themselves a threat right now, at least, you know, when you look at Michigan, Nia Clown and Eliza Winston were the only two, were the only two players that really were capable of making those shots. So if they're, you know, to be able to have a chance, you have to be able, you have to not put yourself in a hole and you have to have other players be able to step up and be able to make plays consistently, which state just hasn't been able to do against the, be the better teams in the big 10. I think the difference maker in part of that down the stretch, especially in yesterday's game, was Julia Ayralt, who has been an X factor for this team all season long. She really fell off in the second half of that game, knocked down her first three-pointer, gave Michigan State their only lead of the game at three to two to start the game off, and then was two of seven from the field and had five points. And that's something they need more out of her. She had a, three blocks in the first half on the defensive side, really played with some high energy and then kind of fell away and got into some foul trouble there trying to guard Nas Hillman. The Spartans really tried to front Hillman in the post and tried to take away those passes. Gambling on those steals led to bad positioning and a whole lot of and ones for Hillman inside. Going into this upcoming stretch, the problem for Michigan State is that through the rest of their scheduled opponents, there's no more ranked teams on the schedule. So they're going to have to beat somebody in the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis to really put a resume win unless there is a Michigan game that got postponed 
that was supposed to be in East Lansing, that if that game gets rescheduled, then that presents another opportunity for Michigan State. But if that game doesn't get rescheduled, the stretch as it is right now is a game on Sunday, February 21st, at home against Purdue. They host Rutgers on Wednesday, February 24th, so a week from when we're recording this. They are at Nebraska, who beat them earlier in the season, on Saturday the 27th. And then they are home against Wisconsin on either the 5th or the 6th of March. That hasn't been decided yet. So there's some space in there that they could potentially try and reschedule a game with Michigan. But you mentioned it earlier. I think it was Bobby that mentioned they're over against ranked teams. This is a classic bubble team. They beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. They're 500 in conference in a major conference that's really good, but they haven't beaten any of the ranked teams. And so the question comes, do they deserve to be in if they don't beat one of those teams? And we'll get to that in a minute. But what do you guys think they need to do in terms of this upcoming stretch with Purdue, Rutgers, Nebraska, and Wisconsin to finish strong? Well, number one, I don't think they can afford to lose. Like if they want to have any shot whatsoever of making the NCAA tournament, they can't afford any more mistakes. You look at teams like Wisconsin, uh, Purdue, obviously they beat Purdue already this year. I mean, those are two of the worst teams in the Big Ten right now this year. Nebraska, they did lose them earlier this year, but it's not as if they're a world beater. So that's a win that presents a winnable game. Rutgers is the only is the only team on that schedule that has currently a overall winning record both overall and in conference. So although it's only at eight and three and four and three at having at having not been able to play some games as well. So, you know, it's it's a favorable stretch for them to potentially build up their, you know, to build up their record, you know, maybe jump, you know, jump a couple of spots in the Big Ten standings and give themselves a shot to get a signature win in the Big Ten tournament. That's going to be the the most important thing. If they're if they can get through that stretch undefeated or at the very least with one loss, I don't think I think they can only afford to lose to one of those teams if they have to lose. Um, but I think if they're able to get in a position where they can get a signature win in the Big Ten tournament, that at least gives them a marquee win on their resume in a bit in a bit in in a deep conference like the Big Ten and will give them a shot as a bubble team. If that doesn't happen, then I'm I'm not very confident in their chances. I think it's big that um, they'll be playing at home. They're coming off a little bit of a road stretch. Um, and that always helps, you know, when you're looking to gain some momentum going into um, a stretch of two games. And, you know, last night, they only had three assists compared to Michigan's 16 assists, uh, which is very unusual for this team, as Coach Merchant said last night uh, after the game. You know, they're usually – most of the season they've been a top five team uh, in the conference and – well, in, in the league and assists. They need to get that back up. And that's where the scoring comes. That's, you know, where other players coming off the bench – start getting the scoring column. That's where more players um, contribute to the game. And I think that's something big for this team. They need to rely on moving the ball around. And it can't just be Nia every night. I agree with everything you guys said. Um, 
Darren, you're absolutely right about having to win these games. I think I, I, I don't want to use Wisconsin as a free win, but it's pretty much that way unless you really choke the bag on that. But Purdue's definitely beatable. Nebraska, they should have won that game. They just didn't play all four quarters. Um, they came out of that game slow. And then Rutgers definitely winnable as well. But like Aiden said, they just weren't moving the ball as well. Um, most of the time it would be like Janae just driving to the, the hoop. They just missed a lot of wide open layups that they should have hit. And then there was no way that they were going to guard Nas Hillman. She went off for 31 points and they just couldn't guard that post spot as well. But I think Michigan state definitely has a chance to win out the stretch. Um, but she, even if they do, I think you have to be a ranked team um, in the Big Ten tournament just to prove that you can actually be a, a solid, really good team because that's what um, the Big Ten conference is. And that's going to have to be led with Nia Clowden doing what she always does. Liza Winston had a nice game. Um, do you need a little bit more help in your big? Alicia had eight points. Aral had five. And Tyre had four. So just – they need a little bit more help there if they're going to win this game, but you just got to finish those easy layups. They missed way too many of those shots. Yeah. I mean, you look at this upcoming stretch of games. I agree with everything you guys have been saying. I mean, all of these games are very winnable. I'd say the, if anything, the one game that the Spartans would really need is that Rutgers game. I know they're not a ranked opponent, but, you know, they've only played 11 games or eight and three. And like Aiden said, that's huge that the game is on the road for Rutgers because they're five and one at the rack. Um, but that, you know, that Rutgers team is very talented. You know, we've got Arella Garantes, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I could have botched it, but you know, she's a heck of a player. They've got a lot of good players on that Rutgers squad, but yeah, I mean, it would be huge. I think if for either the six the fifth or the sixth where they have that Wisconsin game, like Zach said, if they schedule Michigan in there, that would be very big, a big opportunity for this Spartan team. And then at that point, it'll just come down to how bad this team wants it. You know, this year has been long. It's been rough. I mean, cause they're, let's not forget as well, you know, they're students too. So not only do they have to do all your normal coursework and everything else, all the responsibilities but they've got practice they've got weights they've got film and in this stretch of the season I mean it could take a toll on them and depending on that will be a huge factor going into these next five games it'll just be how bad the Spartans want it how bad they want to keep playing and I think that Rutgers game will be the biggest key to potentially unlock a tournament bid for them I definitely agree can't sleep on Rutgers they're unranked they had a lot of games postponed but they went into Evanston and absolutely dismantled a very good Northwestern team, 70 to 54 in on the Wildcats home court. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. And this Rutgers team, they've got a couple of losses that they really don't want, but they have a close loss to Maryland. They have a loss to Iowa where they still scored 84 points. And we saw firsthand earlier this year that Caitlin Clark is legit and she can score and get buckets on anybody. And that Iowa team is in the top three in the country in scoring. So 
that's not a terrible loss. And that's a big win for Michigan State, too, in terms of resume early in the season. And then Rutgers has a loss to Nebraska. Those are their three losses in Big Ten play. That's a team that's going to be really strong and really hungry coming into East Lansing on Wednesday. Should be a good game to watch. All right, real quick, before we move into our last little section that we kind of already touched on a little bit, but predictions for this stretch. Each of you guys give a record. We'll see how wrong we are next week like we did this time. Bobby, you want to go first? Sure. Um, well, I'm going to give two predictions, actually. One with a Michigan game and one without a Michigan game. Um, let's see. Home versus Purdue. I'm going to say the Spartans, if Michigan is scheduled, I'm going to say they go, how many? One, two, three, four, five. So if they swap out one of the Wisconsin games for Michigan, I'm going to say MSU is going to go three and two. I believe that they will drop at Nebraska because like we said, they just tend to not play complete games. And that's a game I could see them losing, especially if they beat Rutgers coming off a little high from that. Um, So I'd say three and two with the Michigan game. I'd say Michigan unfortunately gets them again, as much as it pains me to say it, you know, didn't look like they had an answer for Nods Hillman last game. And I don't know if they will, if they play her another time. So without Michigan, if, so would they play Wisconsin? If this thing stays, would they, they wouldn't play Wisconsin twice. Would they no, just that's time? just, that's on the schedule there because they don't know which day they're going to play. The game yet. Okay. See, so that's what is, I was like, dang, yeah, like one, game against Wisconsin. Days, huh? one game against Wisconsin, that game will be played either on the fifth or the sixth of March. Okay. Then if they don't add the Michigan game, I'm going to say three and one. The Spartans, I just don't see them putting together, unfortunately, I just don't see them putting together four complete games, you know, in a row, whether it's four or five. I, like I said, it'll be up to this team how much they want it, but I just can't see them putting together four or five complete games in a row. So if they throw Michigan on the schedule, I'm going to say three and two. If they don't, I'm going to say three and one for the Spartans, and then we'll see what happens come Big Ten tournament time. Yeah, I'll agree with Bobby on that assessment. I think that it, I could see them – if they don't play Michigan, I can – I could see them potentially going through that stretch on the field, especially – I think the biggest key is that Nia Cloudon, after her performance – you know, we talked about her being the driving force for this team all season, obviously. But I, I feel like after the performance against Michigan, I think she needs to realize that she needs to – if they have any shot, she needs to basically go into overdrive mode. Like, she needs to be the best – the unquestioned best player on the floor – um, for either team over these over these next several games. So although I do agree with Bobby just with the track record of this team so far, um, they have not been they have not been very consistent in terms of make putting together complete games. So I will say that I I will take them to lose one game. Uh, could be the Rutgers, maybe they, you know, maybe or could be, you know, maybe they fall, maybe they come in with, you know, maybe a sleep a little bit against Purdue after beating them already, or maybe you know, or or Wisconsin or something like that. But um, I think that it's, it's something, it's a stretch where they, they should be favored. You know, they should be, it's a stretch where they, you know, ideally you would see them go undefeated and give themselves a real, uh, give themselves a realist, you know, a good path for the tournament. But if they do end up playing Michigan again, yeah, I, I don't think they have 
you know, they may be, it may be a little bit closer since the rematch, but I just don't think they have really any, they just, the way it played, played out uh, yesterday, just, they just didn't have anyone to deal with uh, Nas Hillman. So I, th- I don't think that's, I just, I wouldn't think that would go their way again. And then I think that they'll probably just based on the track record of this team, they'll probably drop at least one. So yeah, I'll take them three and two in that stretch. And then as along with Bobby, we'll see what happens. We'll see if they can make anything happen with, with in the big Ten tournament. Okay. I think without Michigan, um, Michigan state will go two and two. I think Purdue and Wisconsin, those are going to be wins. Rutgers is going to be a really tough game. I think they'll actually drop that one. And then Nebraska, Nebraska is like something about them being at home. They're just fantastic at home. They nearly beat Michigan at home. Um, but I, I don't know, something about them playing at home. I think they're going to um, – Michigan State's going to lose that one well, as well. And then with playing Michigan, there's just no way that I think that they can control Nas Hellman and Leah Brown unless they get hurt or something. Drastic happens there. But, uh, yeah, I just think – those two girls, even when they got in foul trouble, and that that's what was given the opportunity for Michigan State to come back in the game in the first place because they weren't even out there to score the basketball. Um, if they're out there for the entire game, Michigan probably pulls away a little bit more. But um, I don't know. You're, I think this Michigan State team is going to go into the tournament thinking it's it's emergency time. You got at least win one to two games against ranked opponents if you're going to make the tournament. All right. Without Michigan, I think um, I think they beat Purdue because I think they should have won by more last time. Uh, I think they beat Wisconsin again just because, I mean, it was, it was pretty clear in the last game that they blew them out and they're clearly the better team. Um Rutgers, I think, based on what Zach had said, um, just solely basing off of Rutgers' resume, I think they dropped that one. And then Nebraska, that one's really the toughest toss-up for me. Um, But since uh, they're at Nebraska, I think, you know, like, um, I don't know who – I'm sorry, I don't know who just said it, but – Nebraska just thrives at home, and so I think they'll drop that one. So what is that? Is that uh, three? I mean, two and two without uh, two, Michigan. two, two and two, and then if they play Michigan, I think um, I think they drop that one too. I just I don't think they'll have an answer for Nas again. All right, so I'm going to be the one that's either going to be way wrong or. I'm going to be the only one that's right. So I think that this is a stretch that, especially if they don't play Michigan, I think that they'll beat Purdue. Um, I think that they, as Aiden said, they looked really good against Purdue last time and didn't really even play that well. Alicia Smith had a strong game, but it wasn't a great game overall. And they picked up a double digit win. And then Rutgers, I like Rutgers, as I said a minute ago, but I think that Michigan State team is going to know that that's going to be a shot to really pick up a win that 
although it's not a ranked Rutgers team against a very good Rutgers team, that will be a good win quality win. And then Nebraska, I was at that Nebraska game in East Lansing. That game was in my mind, a fluke. Nebraska won that game because Julia Ayrault went out with an injury played two minutes or not two minutes, played five minutes in the first half and then didn't play the rest of the game. Tyre Parks was extremely limited with an injury. They turned it over a lot, but they had a lot of uncertainty and things that happened with the injuries and everything. I think Michigan State wins that game against Nebraska, and I think they pound Wisconsin again. So the big question is Michigan. I don't think they beat Michigan. But my reasoning is a little different. I don't think that the problem in that game yesterday or against Michigan is Nas Hillman. Nas Hillman is going to score. She's going to get hers. They don't have an answer because no one has an answer. There's a reason why she's third in the country in scoring. There's nobody with an answer for Nas Hillman. I think the biggest problem was Leah Brown being able to get her points, her 20, or 20 points last night, as well as allowing open shots for players like Maddie Nolan and other players like that. Nolan killed them off some inbounds plays in that first half when Michigan extended their lead up to 16 in the first half before Nia Cloudon helped the Spartans to bring it back. I think Michigan has too much surrounding Nas Hillman that you can't just allow Nas to get hers and figure out everything else because they're just too talented around her. So I'm going to take four and one with Michigan and four and oh without. And I think that that's something that puts, I think if Michigan State, even if they go three and one without Michigan, you don't want to go three and two. So if you add Michigan on there, you need to win the other four games. Just plain and simple, because you want to be more than one game above 500 in conference play when you come down the stretch. So MSU right now, six and six in conference play. If they go four and one down the stretch, that puts them at 10 and seven. And I feel like at 10 and seven, you're able to comfortably feel like with one win in the big 10 tournament, which would get them closer to it. And it would put them, if they went one and one in the big 10 tournament, that puts them at 11 and eight in conference. I mean, that I think would be enough to get them in. And so that's where I really think they need to be at. All right. One final thing before we sign off, we're at about 25 ish minutes on this episode. Good timing for about a half hour episode. So prediction, do you guys think MSU makes the NCAA tournament and how many games will they need to win in the big 10 tournament to get there? Well, Hmm. That's, that's a good question, Zach. We've, I know it's been on the dock the whole episode. We've had, we've had time to ponder it, but with this team, like you just, it's like a, um, it's like just like a mystery box, man. Like you just never know what you're going to get. You don't know which Spartan team will show up. You don't know if it'll be like the one in the first, uh, you know, the one where they played Maryland the second time around where they get blown out by 40 or, you know, the game or the team that comes out, and, you know, plays Northwestern close, you know, like I, for them to get into the tournament, like we said earlier, I really like that point, Zach, of them being two games above 
uh, 500 in the big 10, if they can, you know, at least go 10 and eight, if I would say the, the win threshold they have to get to, if they have 11 now, I feel like if they can be, let's see. So if they win out, if they're 10, I would just say this team needs to at least win one game in the tournament. Two would be make them a pretty safe bet, especially if they only drop one game in the upcoming series of games. Um, so I would say, yeah, go three and one. If you go three and one and win two games in the Big Ten tournament, I would say that's a pretty safe threshold for them to aim for if they want to make the tournament. Do I think they will do it? Honestly, I... I don't, if I had to choose an answer, I would say no, just because like I said, this team hasn't been consistent enough, you know, when they've had games in their lap, they've kind of let them slip. So I'm going to say MSU does not qualify this year as much as, of course, you know, as a student, I want them to, but from a, from a prediction standpoint, no, I don't think that they will be dancing this year. I think um, I think if they have a winning record in these next few games um, to finish out the regular season, they would need to win at least two games in the tournament. Um, and of course, it also depends on who they beat in the tournament. Um, I totally see them being capable of winning two games in the tournament and um, even being a surprise and um, going further. But I think it really comes down to these last stretch of games this regular season. They need to um, go by, go above 500 and it'll be tricky. We'll, we'll see if, we'll see if they can pull it off. Um, personally, I don't think Michigan state will make the tournament. Um, it just seems like every game that they have, they, that they're so close. Um, they just can't finish against good teams. Um, like me and Aiden both said, we think that with Michigan, they would be two and three without Michigan, they would be two and two. And honestly, you got to win at least two to three games to feel like you're in a good spot to make the tournament. But Unfortunately, not being able to finish, just play throughout the entire game and just be dominant against a ranked opponent is going to hurt their resume as well. Um, they've been so close in all these games. But I think the track, the track record of them not being able to play all four quarters, it's going to kill them. And unfortunately, I don't think Michigan State makes the tournament this year. Yeah, I think I'll go with what everyone else has said so far. I think that, you know, like what Bobby said, if they're able to get through the stretch three and one, you know, if they don't play, especially if they don't end up replaying, if they don't end up making up the Michigan game um, and win at, at they ha and win at least two games of Big Ten tournament, that gives them a shot. But based on the track record of this team, based on how inconsistent they've been in Big Ten play, if I had to make a bet on it, I would probably I would say no. 
um, because it's very liable that they could, you know, drop a game that they they could win this stretch, whether, you know, Purdue, Wisconsin, whatever team it might be. And it's liable that, you know, they could get upset. You know, they could maybe, you know, who knows, maybe they might not even win one game in the Big Ten tournament just based on how the season has gone from so far. So, you know, it'd be nice to see, obviously. Um, I can see it in a situation, you know, there's, it's not that I couldn't ever, it's not that I couldn't see it happening. Um, if they're able to do what they need to do over the, over this stretch, but based yeah, based on the way they played overall, based on how, you know, how hard it's been to bet on this team so far and picked and play. Um, if I had to, if I had to give a definitive answer as of, as of right now, I would say, no, they don't make it. I'm By the way, to, sorry, Zach, uh, to be clear, my prediction is no, they will not go dancing just because um, I don't have them winning the majority of their final regular season games. So I'll be the outlier again here. Um, I think they're going to get in. ESPN Bracketology has them as an eight seed right now and pretty clear above the – they're not in the last four in or before that either. They're pretty – they seem to be pretty safely in according to ESPN's bracketology. Obviously they have to finish strong down the stretch, but they are in region one as an eight seed according to ESPN and given pretty much a guaranteed second round exit with UConn waiting in the second round. But that's beside the point they've got them in. I think definitely if they can finish four and one or four and O down the stretch, that I think kind of like what Aiden said, if they can finish with a winning record down the stretch here, I think that'll be enough just based on that they've played these teams close because that's another big thing that I noticed kind of with some other bubble teams in the past is just even if you don't have a ranked win, they want to put teams in that are going to be able to create good games for good ratings. Michigan State has been able to stay in games with the exception of the one Maryland game. They have been right in all of these games with these top teams that shows that they might be able to create some good games for the people to make some ratings money. And so I think that if they can finish with a strong record down the stretch, finish above 500 and big 10 play, I think they get in, but we'll see what happens. We'll be back next week with another episode. Any final thoughts you guys, before we sign off? Good luck. Good luck, MSU women's basketball team. You've got a tough road ahead. But, hey, we're, as students, we're rooting for you. So, go get them. We'll see. Yeah, I hope, I hope they do win. But, yeah. We will see how things go. But that'll do it for us here at the Breslin Breakdown. For my co-host, Bobby Zephyro, Owen Ozas, Aiden Champion, and Darren Baydoon, I'm Zach Serdenik. You are listening to the Breslin Breakdown on Impact 89 FM.